goodness. We are back, y'all. It's another episode with your favorite horror aunties, Miss B and... And Tut. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back. We are glad to be back. We, um, we want us to be back a lot sooner. We had a lot of good things lined up, and I feel like we say that all the time, but life happens. Yeah. Life happens. You know, we had some very serious events happen that hit home but um we weathered the storm uh figuratively and literally and literally yes but we're here and we're ready to get back and um we know we've had a lot of new movies come out and we were going to do that but we wanted to make sure that we did them well so we were like so we were going to wait out maybe a week or two so we could possibly do two ones, two new movies, because we know we've had Candyman come out, Malignant, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of other good ones come out. So, uh, but to make sure that you have something, we still wanted to give you an episode with one of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And if you are part of the horror sphere, you like it too. Tonight, we are going to talk about 1988 version of The Blob. Yeah. Love this damn movie. Yeah. It's, I it's, love it. It's still creepy after all these years. Like, mm-hmm. like we, I mean, we, you know, we grown, we know how shit works, but you know, it's, it's still creepy. This, the goddamn thing is just creepy. There's a lot of really good stuff in this film. So yes, definitely movie, a favorite. When, yeah. When this movie came out, did you, did you see it in theater or did you see it I don't think I saw it. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I'm pretty sure I probably saw it on VHS. Probably rented it from Blockbuster or something. Oh, goddamn Blockbuster. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. Old damn. You ain't old. You you were here when shit was good. (laughs) God, Lee, I miss some Blockbuster. Uh, I I do too, honestly. I really do. it, It was just so nostalgic going in there. Smelling the popcorn, even though there, there wasn't even a popcorn makeup in there, but it smelled like popcorn. And you're seeing the new releases on the wall. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. That was good, good shit. shit. You had your little blockbuster card. You oh, were like, girl, you, you, you couldn't wait to go there the on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Please rewind. Yes. <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better rewind and get charged that fee. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think when I seen it, it was definitely sometime in the 90s. Don't know, but I know I was young. And I saw this movie kind of on a humbug. It was like just on TV one Saturday. And I was just like, why not? Because I've been loving horror movies as a kid. And um, just kind of sat there and watched it. And I was like, oh, this shit good. So that was my introduction to the blob. I definitely know. So um, yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about it. And um Let's get started. Uh, Before we do a breakdown of the movie, uh, I wanted to mention some of the um, key players in the the creation of this movie. So uh, the screenwriter for this uh, script, which is an absolutely fucking phenomenal script. What is his name? Frank, is it Darabont? Darabont. Okay, cool. And this guy, um, he's got one heck of a resume. Uh, he, he wrote The Mist. Do you know which version of The Mist he wrote? Was it the newer one? Wait, there's different versions of Stephen King's The Mist? 
So I guess we can get started. So in the beginning of the film, we get um, a few scenes where um, they're like a few short scenes. And really in these scenes, uh, we won't really go in detail about them, but it's kind of like we get introductions of the characters. So the first major scene is uh, a football game. You know, this looks like a small town, you know, very suburban football game. So we small get towns are small towns are creepy as it is. And they are, they are. And you know what was crazy when the, the credits were rolling by? It was like, you know, they're doing uh, scenic shots and then uh, the forest and shit. And then you see a cemetery and then you see the football. Like this is a damn graveyard close to the goddamn school. That's already, you know. Right, we, we already in trouble. We already yes, in trouble. So the football game's happening and we see a cheerleader. Her name is Meg. And then we see two friends that are on the football team. Um, you see Paul. I don't know what position Paul plays, but you can kind of tell he's one of the popular people on the team. He's got a top position. And his friend, Scott. Uh, Scott is, and you know what's so crazy? It's like those movies back in the day, uh, we have a lot of people that fit these tropes. So you got... Meg, the sweet, almost, we don't know if she's a virgin or not, but she fits that sweet mold. And then you got Paul, like the popular all-American jock. He seems like a good kid. And then you have Scott, who is just a fucking, just creep. You know, you can tell he gets drunk. He skips class. He ain't shit, but somehow he's, um, he probably pays the nerd to do his papers, but somehow he's on the football team. He ain't shit. Um, <laughs> During this scene, you can tell like he's got a crush on Meg, uh, Paul, and something happens. Paul get knocked out and Meg come over to rescue him. And he's like, will you go out with me? So it was just, that's how we get an introduction to them. Next scene, we go to, this is where we see Flag. His name is Brian Flag. Um, he's uh, played by Kevin Dillon. Mm -hmm. And he's basically the bad boy. So if you think of that movie, Breakfast Club, he's basically the Judd Nelson of the town. Um, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's got like, kind of like a curly mullet, wearing the- uh, The leather, leather jacket. He's, he's a greaser. He's got the um, motorcycle, you know, that automatically means he's a bad he got, boy. He got the whole, all the accessories and look like the whole, he got this from, he got all of this shit from Party City and he's got the look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got the look. And he's, uh, you know, just in the forest, dicking around. He probably need to be in class, but he not on a motorcycle. Uh, just, I don't know, doing tricks, playing around the motorcycle. And then while he's trying to clear this bridge, we see a bum in the distance. And um, so we get an introduction to the bum character. We don't really know his name, but I looked in the credits and they call him the can man. No one knew his name in there. That's what's written. So that's what his name. Mm -hmm. uh, next scene, we see... Um, the sheriff, Sheriff Geller, and he is in a diner area and the person that's the owner of the diner, uh, she's also probably the least ever, her name is Fran. So they're just talking, shooting the shit. Um, during this exchange, you can, you can tell Sheriff, Ge sheriff Geller got a crush on Fran. And, um, you know, they're just talking and she's pretty much like, uh, you know, I gotta get ready because you know the game's gonna end and I know people are gonna start coming in. And then the next scene, because it's about like four or five scenes where we get introduced to the characters and then we'll go into the movie. Uh, next scene, it pans to 
Meg's house. So in this scene, we see Meg's mom. We see her brother. His name is Kevin and his friend Eddie at the table. I think when the mom's back is turned, uh, Eddie's pretty much, Eddie's like the bad friend. Basically, Eddie and uh, Kevin are kid versions of Paul and Scott. Um, you know, Eddie kind of ain't shit and uh, Kevin's a good kid. And uh, Eddie wants to sneak out and go to a movie that ain't got no damn business in. So they're pretty much gonna lie to um, uh, Kevin's mom and say, we're gonna spend the night at Eddie's. So that's, that's what ends up happening. He's so rapey. He's just like, um, cause this was like one of those old timey general stores. Like they might have a bag of Funyuns and Coke, but like there's a pharmacy in there too. It's like, you know how them old stores used to be. And he's like, hey, I got to get some condoms and some banaca. And for you kids, banaca was a breath spray, <laughs> a little nostalgia. <laughs> you know, so he goes up to the counter. He sees the pharmacist. And, you know, he was trying to be hush-hush about it. Because back in the day, you know, especially if it's a small town, you ain't want to be like, yeah, let me get some condoms right there. Now, you know, people slap that shit down like it's a spade. Um, and as... Um, Scott is at the counter buying these items that he had no business buying. We see a pastor come into play. And the pastor, that was really just a broad thing. So you can see the introduction of characters that's going to be pretty important to this film. Mm -hmm. So the next thing where it kicks the movie off. Yeah. We see the homeless guy, the can man, in the woods with his dog. And while he's in the woods, why the fuck is he in the woods? Why the fuck is he in the woods? Let the cans. The forest is full of cans. And he's the can man. But at night? Okay, you know what? Whatever. Um, that actually makes sense now. Because no one said his name in the movie, but now that we know his name is the can man through the credits, he's just picking up cans because I'm sure that's how he makes a living. Aha. Okay. Girl, I just pieced some shit together. So while he's in there uh, getting the cans and in the woods, just gallivanting, he sees some shit go across the horizon of the sky and it looks like a meteor and it crashes down. And usually when a meteor crashes down, we see some kind of explosion or some kind of lights. Mm -hmm. But we didn't get that here. <laughs> what did we get? What? I don't know if y'all are familiar <laughs> with the 4th of July meme where uh, we have an individual in this meme named Terry and Terry is in a wheelchair and um, the guy starts to detonate the firecracker near Terry and Terry, it's a motorized wheelchair and Terry don't move quick enough so the shit's going off and everyone like, move Terry, move <laughs> like just what did it Move, Terry. Go on, Terry. Get it. And Terry's not moving fast enough. But it's, the point is, the pyrotechnics <laughs> in this scene where this meteor hits the ground, it's just some bullshit. It's like it's some Walmart fireworks. Like, you know, th this shit might as well have been the little sparklers that the children run around with. Like, you know, I was just like, Come on, man. So, so the can man does what these dumbass people do in movies. 
checks it out. Let me tell you something, Ted. If I see some shit, first of all, I'm not going to be in the woods, but there's no hair there. If, if I hypothetically was in the woods and I see just a foreign thing I've never seen in my life go across the sky, it's illuminated and busting the ground. What do you thought it was? Cans from heaven? No. So uh, I, I don't, I don't want no parts of it. Number one, it came from the fucking sky. So I, I don't know where in 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 the the heavens or space or whatever solar system that shit came from. It landed, and that's all I need to see. I'm not mm-hmm. going nowhere near it because I don't know what to do with it. If, if exactly. it's if it's a person, if if a if a plane exploded and it landed right there. What the fuck I'm gonna be able to do? I can't do shit. Uh-uh. So if some magical ass goddamn space trash done crash landed on Earth, it, it ain't for me to fucking investigate. Well, girl, you could get Meg's um fire extinguisher. We'll talk about that later. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and put all the flames out. So he sees it, he goes over there. And then he does what every seven, eight, nine-year-old boy does when he sees some shit. He takes a stick and pokes at it. Uh, Cause he kind of goes to the meteor and he sees this gelatinous goo in the meteor. So yeah, cause poking it with a stick just makes sense. It makes sense. Because it's, you know, there's moving parts in it. So you just have to figure out, like, and touch it and figure it out. It's moving. Dude, your fucking dog left. And you got to listen to the animals. The fucking dog growled at that shit and left. So if your dog left, why the fuck you still here fucking around? You obviously wanted to fuck around and find out. There are three things you have to listen to when you know danger is amongst us the holy spirit babies or children little children and dogs when they can sense the fuckery yes that's an alarm for you fuckery alarms those three things and and he he clearly ignored this fucking dog the Mm -hmm. dog the dog growled and left sir i need you to exit with the dog please exactly as he's Picking at it with the stick, that shit quickly crawls up that stick and crawls up his hand and just latches onto it. He sounds like he's in pain. Flag. If Flag is in the woods riding his motorcycle, why he's riding his motorcycle in the woods, I don't know. That's none of my business. So while he is <laughs> just in the woods, just, you know, having a nice midnight stroll, I guess. Flag um, went to fix his bike, the bike that he crashed earlier. That's why in the he woods? was in the woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yes, yes, yes. Earlier, be, yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll revisit that whole thing. He he did go fix his bike earlier. Okay, so that's why he was in the woods. Thank you, Ted. While he was in there, he runs into this homeless man with this bullshit on his hand, this this glob, and the homeless man happens to have a small hatchet, which is random as hell. Um, And he was in so much pain, he takes the hatchet and starts to sever his hand 
and this freaks uh flag the fuck out and then the homeless guy runs off because <laughs> it's a lot going on so it's like damn i'm just out here leaving the little shop fixing my bike and i got to see this shit not, um, to, not to mention when he tried to chop his hand off the blob was like nah son no we're going up higher we yeah 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 we we, we want all of this we, we yeah. want all of this so no there, there so is no severing. His hand is is smart, so he's like, "Oh, this motherfucker trying to chop me away. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's keep going." So he takes off. So the next scene, Paul and Meg are in the car, and I know I missed the scene because uh, we didn't see. Uh, I didn't mention when Paul had went to Meg's house uh, to go pick her up, and Meg's pretty much like, "You know, this is my mom, this is my brother, and his friend and shit. Like, come meet my dad." And then we see dad in the living room's got a newspaper, puts it down. He sees Paul and he remembers Paul because uh, we, we, we didn't see that Meg's dad was the pharmacist in the store where Scott was buying the condoms, but blaming it on Paul. So he's, the dad is thinking, oh fuck, this is the nigga with the condoms. And he thinks the dumbass oblivious girl is my daughter. So when he puts the thing down, he just says ribs, which is very funny. So the next scene after uh, the whole thing with um, Flag and the bum trying to cut off his hand, uh, Meg and Paula in the car. And, uh, you know, they're just talking because I guess they're on the way to their destination. And, you know, when these teenagers be talking, they don't be looking at the damn road. There I, is wood. I, I, the I had a question. Where the fuck y'all going like that? Like, did, did you notice like the road they was on? That road didn't have no fucking lights. It was a typical Route 666. Where the fuck was y'all going like that? You know, it's a small town. Like maybe they they just kind of know where everything, I don't know, child. I, I really don't know. While they're on their ride, the bum darts out of the woods out of nowhere and bam, Paul ends up hitting them. So he ends up hitting them. And, you know, he, you know, it's like, oh, shit, we hit a person. Let's get out the car, see what's going on. And then uh, I guess Flag was chasing him to find out, like, what is going on? Does he need help? Um, and just what the fuck's going on? So all four of them on the street, you know, they're trying to get him in the car. And because uh, they're like, we got to take him to the hospital. And then Flag is leaving. And then... <sighs> I, this is another scene that threw me off. Paul was pretty much like, uh, yeah, you're going to get your ass in the car too. And Flag is like, the fuck for? And he was like, because uh, when we take his ass to the hospital, people are going to be asking questions. You was like chasing him. So it's like, you kind of know what's going on. We just kind of need to get our story straight. And then they start having a pissing contest. And it's like, this ain't the damn time. Get your ass in the car. But I kind of didn't like how Paul bossed up to... Uh, uh, flag. It, it was almost like he was talking down at him and demanding him. And you can kind of tell it's a it's a class situation in school. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're starting to see the tropes activate. Yeah. But but Flag ends up getting in the car. They put the bum in the back and they all ride in the front. They get to the hospital and then the receptionist at the front, she ain't shit. Um, she's, uh, Meg is like, bitch, fuck these forms. Like, can we <laughs> can we get him seen he's fucked up and so um the doctor comes to see him and they take him to a room so meg and uh paul are sitting down and then paul's pretty much like you want a soda she's like sure it's the 80s so i'm sure the soda was like a tab or a crystal pepsi i don't know so 
And she wanted tab. she wanted something diet, so it might have been diet tab. Ugh. Oh yes, my god. Was, <laughs> oh my so god. I know, right? He goes to the I guess the vending machine to go get a drink, and uh, he's just kind of walking by, and you know, you know, seeing the rooms and shit, and he notices the a homeless guy in this back room, and he's got a cover or a sheet over him. And the homeless guy's face is kind of turned against the wall, but he starts to scrutinize what he's seeing even more. He's noticing some shit is moving under these sheets, mm-hmm. like just some weird mo- movements because that's not how people move under sheets. That's right. So uh, he does what people do in these films. Checks it out. Because <laughs> a bitch like me, we don't even know this nigga. I don't even know this motherfucker. <laughs> I wouldn't even still been at the hospital. I don't know I, if that nigga I got don't, insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. I don't mm-hmm. know nothing. I delivered him to the hospital. Bye-bye. That's it. Bitch, I'm a minor. If you need to say anything to me when I get home, you can talk to my parents. Thank you. Hello. So he goes and checks it out. And when he goes, the guy's head turns. And it's like, whatever is moving under there, it is moving. And then the guy, his eyes are all white and his neck is just getting bulbous and pussed over and it's just gross. Paul starts to screaming and he's like, pretty much like, help, we gotta get somebody in here. There's some bullshit going on in here. And the doctor's like, I'm with the patient. And Paul's like, fuck that patient. Like it's some shit going on in here. And so the doctor rushes in there. Oh God, this was such a good scene. The doctor goes to assess it and they pull the sheet down and whatever was on this man's hand has grown to this whole body. So it was just torso. So everything belly button to low is gone. This thing has digested, dissolved this whole man. It's just like shit went from zero to a hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. So that causes everybody to freak the fuck out. Everybody screaming, running out the room. Paul runs to some room and goes to call the sheriff. This is another good scene. So while Paul is in this room, he's at this desk and then there's this door behind him. And then the door opens and we see this big pink gelatinous thing against the wall. It is, it's crazy. It's the same color as Pepto-Bismol, bubble gum. Or somebody's gums, somebody that got pink gums. It's like just this color. So while um, Paul is on the phone, uh, he's at like this brown desk, he's on the phone and we see something spill from the ceiling. And then when it spills on the table, we start to see it burn. So it looks like acid. And then we see another thing drop and it's near Paul. And then Paul notices it. Paul looks up and the blob is on the ceiling and it pretty much goes down and it gets them. And so I think at this point we're hearing screaming and shit because the blob got them and um, it's it's fucked up. So Meg, she hears Paul screams and Mm -hmm. just bullshit. And she goes to this room where Paul is and she just sees him covered in this goo and he's like, it, and you can see, like, it's, I guess the film is stretched. And you can tell Paul don't look like he would just be covered in slime. It's like, it's some shit going on in there. He looks like he's being dissolved. So Meg tries, because he's got his hand stretched out pretty much like, help me, ho. Like, <laughs> it's too much. And, um, 
disfigurement it's all kinds mm -hmm. of bad so meg tries to grab his arms his hands to just pull them and uh again like we mentioned that thing is it it's acidic and um as she pulls the hands the hands come off and it so paul goes one way with the goo and meg gets knocked into the wall and uh knocked unconscious and um that's pretty much it girl that's the end this of the only This ain't even a full 28 minutes in the movie. That's why right. I was like, yes, we're getting straight to the shit. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And it was good, just makeup artistry as far as the dude on the table and us seeing Paul. Yeah. So next, next scene, you know, uh, we start to see the police there because, you know, it's, um, you got this thing on the table that looked like when you leave your grilled cheese in the microwave too long. And then you got... <laughs> <laughs> you know how it look if you burn your grilled cheese sandwiches like grilled cheese residue <laughs> that's what his whole torso looked like and then you got Paul and Paul is Paul is like the all-American good kid you can tell everyone knows him I'm sure when they have Friday night lights like he's just a star, whatever his position is on the football team. You can tell people know who Paul is because the sheriff and um, the deputies were there. And of course, uh, Meg's parents come and Meg's trying to tell him like, y'all, y'all should have seen it. Like it's some bullshit, you know, like pretty much, you know, a monster came out of there. And of course in these movies, everyone's like, no, no, you know, no one's trying to hear what she's saying because they think she's traumatized by whatever happened in there. So the sheriff advises and the, the sheriff and the adults in these movies, they advise the same dumb advice that all people give for these kids. Take her home and get her some sleep. Sleep. Wait, what did she say? Screw sleep. <laughs> Screw sleep. That's <laughs> my shit. That's my shit too. And so the, he's pretty much like, take her home and, you know, we'll kind of figure out what's going on. And then, you know, Griggs is, uh, is it Griggs or Briggs or? Briggs. Briggs, sorry. Briggs, the deputy's there and the sheriff's pretty much like, God damn, pretty much Paul was a good kid. Like what the hell's going on? And then that's when we see the police car come with uh, Brian Flagg. And I'm like, what the hell did Brian do in this short period of time? <laughs> He was pretty much like, what did you do in this small frame of time to get arrested? They just they just heard that man name mentioned and they was like, go round him up because he had to have something to do with this. And I was like, y'all some fucked up people, you know? Yeah, because he has uh, the reputation of being a troublesome kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we had seen a scene earlier where Briggs was kind of out and about and Sheriff had pulled up in his car and he was pretty much like, I know you got a birthday coming up. Uh, your next birthday, pretty much, you're going to be legal. So keep fucking around. You're going to go to real jail. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, damn, nigga, just say happy birthday and like keep it moving. Goddamn. So they bring, they get him, they have um, 
uh, an interrogation. Yeah, they have Brian in the car. And so they think he has something to do with it. Um, but before we have that scene, um, we have the scene with Paul's friend and uh, his little girlfriend named Vicky. What is, what is Paul's friend name? Scott. Scott yeah. and Vicky are at some makeout area. Oh, yeah, because every town. movie back in the day had makeout point. Yeah, you there was makeout point, lover's lane, whatever the hell Lookout you want to call it. Yeah. So they're at this place, and he is obviously getting her drunk. Um, and she's like, you know, I don't want no more to drink. She's so drunk, she's starting to like fall asleep and you know, shit like that. And he's like, you know, well, we gotta make out because you're wearing my ring, and that means you my girl, and blah blah blah. And she, he was like, I'm gonna go make you another drink. And so they go to the trunk, and this man this got a whole yeah, he got a whole fucking fuck boy boss set up in this <laughs> trunk. He making some, I forget what he called them, pink coolers or cherry coolers or whatever the hell he making. He also got a goddamn cigar box full of fucking class rings. So you know he doing this with multiple women in this small ass town. He ain't shit. It's a small town. Somebody gonna know. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. so he's mixing these drinks in his trunk. In the meantime, Vicky is falling asleep in the car. And then you see off in the distance that the blob is crawling in the grass and makes its way into Scott's car. So Scott finished making his little rape date drinks. And then he go into the car. Had a whole blender and everything. I yeah. He just, he doing the most, doing the he absolute had the whole most. Day rape in the car. He, he was doing the most. I, I was just like, you was a nasty, stink ass son of a bitch. Mr. Um, Me Too, 1988. Right? <laughs> he, um, he just back in the car and, you know, he's talking to Vicky and Vicky's obviously sleep, quote unquote sleep. Um, mm -hmm. So he takes this time to practice you know uh molestation without consent you know that's what it is oh look look at your shirt you know you wouldn't you be comfortable with a couple of buttons loose so he take a couple of buttons loose and he's like isn't that better and i'm like this whole entire time this woman ain't talking she ain't snoring she ain't doing shit she ain't responding you being a goddamn creep so he finally decides to stick his nasty ass creep hand down this girl's shirt and the blob grabs his shit. Basically, the blob done went inside this woman's body and was like dissolving her from the inside out. And when he stuck his hand in there, the blob was like, gotcha, bitch. And so like he starts to come out of this woman like start breaking down her body and her face and her chest and all that kind of stuff and he's screaming talking about oh my god Vicky and then the blob just like bust out this woman and just eat his ass and I was glad good so yeah that's what you get for touching shit and being nasty being a nasty ass nasty ass raper man yeah that's what you mm -hmm. got so yeah that's what so should have happened to uh, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> And R. And, Kelly. And R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so after that, the next scene. Um... They're, in, they're in the house. <laughs> they're in the house because um, the parents had took Meg home. Mm -hmm. She's in bed. Uh, Meg's uh, mom is talking to her. And um, she does that shit that um, Nancy's mom's doing, trying to give her a sleeping pill. 
go to sleep. This is so nightmare on that street. Gotta get some sleep. No, that girl don't fuck. Let her be in her fucking crazy ass motherfucking state of mind and listen mm-hmm. to what the fuck she Let had to say. Something. If I was saying some shit like that, my mom would have been like, "Come in the kitchen. What happened?" <laughs> So she tries to give her a sleeping pill. The mom watches it, her take it. She leaves the room and in true Nightmare on Elm Street form, Meg gets her Nancy on. She really didn't take the pill. She puts the pill up there and she sneaks out her room through the window because that's what you do in these right. movies. When, you, when your fucking parents act like they don't know what the hell you're talking mm-hmm. about, you got to leave yeah. your ass at the house. Yeah, and and before she left, she was overhearing the dad, and you know the dad was pretty much like talking to the mom, like I think Flag did it because again, Flag just has this reputation of being just a horrible kid. So after that happens, we see a scene of the blob. This is pretty much after he done ate uh, Scott and Vicky, and um, he uh, he's going into the town. <laughs> you see a horizon of the town. The blob is. We're noticing it get bigger and bigger from what it started. At first, it was this small thing that covered a guy's fist, and now mm-hmm. this shit is big. And um, however it maneuvers and moves, as it's moving, we are seeing like that necklace with the ring through it mm-hmm. and just all kind of shit, just to, you know, show like this motherfucker's eating people. And I guess it gets its life source from whatever it eats. Yeah. So, um, and it's, and it's thing- using the sewer system. To, to get into town mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so the next scene is uh we are at the sheriff station and it looks like flag is getting interrogated by the sheriff and briggs then they're pretty much like just trying to get him to confess to nothing he's pretty much like look I ain't, I ain't doing this shit like i don't know what the fuck going on we all in the same boat so the next thing we see um we see flag just walking on the street and then we see Meg pull up in her little punch buggy and pretty much is like, hey, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you. And Flag, he don't really want to hear that shit. Like, he's pretty much like, he's just as traumatized as them. He's like, I was just minding my goddamn business all day trying to fix my bike, trying to clear this bridge. And I run into this guy with this bullshit in his hand, fucking trying to knock it off. The police think I did the shit. Like, I'm just trying to go home. This has mm-hmm. been a fucked up day. Yeah. And so she's pretty much... She's pretty much like, look, I was trying to bail you out. And um, she he was pretty much like, I'm pretty much out on a no, he, he wasn't even out because he wasn't in jail. Like, I'm good, I'm out. And she's pretty much, he's pretty much like, look, I'm fucking tired. I want something to eat. Like, you seem like a nice girl, but you need to go home and get the fuck out my face. I'm tired. So the next thing, they go to the diner. No, he was at the diner because he's like, I need to get something to eat. It's been a shitty day. She follows them in there and um what happens while she follows him in there she's um pretty much saying like what she's seen and he's pretty much like what the hell is wrong with you like i know you're like one of the sweet girls in school but are you high and then she pretty much was like you are full of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you like everybody else you're full of shit and then she takes off and then he runs after her because he can see that she's visibly upset and um, he holds her. He was just like, pretty much like, I'm sorry. Like, come sit down. Like, calm down. And then we see the sweet part of him because he's a little punk. He's <laughs> like, here, have have some of my sandwich and my chips or whatever it was. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Um, so uh, like after that, we see Fran go back the into bar, the to the, um, the diner owner. Yeah, she goes back into the kitchen and she looks at her sink 
and it's all backed up and it's got all this nasty looking water in it. So, you know, of course, what you're going to do is you're going to try to plunger it and try to make the water go down, but mm-hmm. that wasn't happening. Um, and so her cook, George, was like, you know what, you, you go do whatever, clean whatever, blah, 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 let me handle this sink and all that kind of stuff. So she left. When she left, he tries the same thing, tries to plunge the sink and nothing was happening. And so he stuck his hand down into the sink and he pulls up like some little gelatinous looking stuff. And he was like, what the hell is this? And then right after that, the blob just popped out of the goddamn sink and grabbed onto his face and grabbed him into the goddamn sink. My yeah, yeah it was about this big yeah. and the blob somehow pulled this whole ass human man that's probably i'm gonna give him five ten maybe 180 pounds pull him through his hole yeah. just i mean broke his head down like it was just like he just, just crumpled it like it was just toilet paper like and, like had the guy's hands and legs in the air from the outside of the sink so yeah. Fran comes back with the plates because I guess you know they're picking up the dishes from outside and Fran sees this shit and she is stuck for a second because she can't believe what she's seeing and then she screams and drops the plates so Meg and Flag here they come in there and they just see this fuckery and foolishness going on like you see part of this man it's just it's fucking unbelievable and uh they're all freaked the hell out so finally the blob just gets all of them in there and she's trying like, to wait. She tried to walk her ass over there. Yeah, like, she, like, what, you, what you was going to do? What you going to do? So they pull her back. And then we see George is no more. Then this next scene, I do have to talk about this. Because it's very reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street 1. So it, everything, as George is pulled down, is still. Nothing's happening. And out of nowhere, the blob busts through the drain and then up on the wall and spreads and it reminds me of the scene where glenn got pulled in his bed and then it exploded and it, mm-hmm. i was just like this is so nightmare on elm street yeah so i've already that seen a couple of things yeah i already seen a couple of things that's just very reminiscent of um different parts of that film so yeah the shit's fucked up <laughs> and they take off running and so we see meg and uh flag running one way and it looks like the blob is chasing them. It I don't is. know where Fran went, but Fran got the fuck on. She, she... Fran literally bust her ass out of a kitchen window. She was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And she yes. bust through the goddamn window. Yes. So while uh, uh, Flag and Meg are running, they eventually run into a cooler and uh, they lock the cooler and we can see the blob behind the door and then it's trying to get in from the bottom part of the door because there's a small space and this thing can just kind of move in like spaces because it's a blob. And once it starts to get from under the door, uh, I guess it feels the cold or whatever. And at this point, we don't really know what it is, but it kind of feels around and we start to see it harden a little bit or it gets some frost and it retreats. It retreats. And it ain't fucking with them no more. But they don't know that because that thing could still be back there. So they still like, we're going to wait. We're going to work this out for a minute. So like uh, Tep was saying, the next scene we see. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, look at that scene. The friend bust the fuck up out of that window. She was like, <laughs> she's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. 
I mean, she busts. She bust through some wood bars. Like that adrenaline was on 10. Like she, <laughs> she Hulk smashed through that shit. Or them, or them wood bars was made out of graham crackers. She <laughs> <laughs> She was fucking out of there. Like, I gotta go. And this shit, it it leads to an alley. And so she's just taking off in the alley. And what happens to be down the alley? Kids who were too young to notice, a phone booth. And back in the day, we had phone booths that were um, out in public on street corners. You can go in there, pay 25 cents. I remember when they got up to 50 cents, I was like, oh, these motherfuckers tripping. Um, And call somebody. So she's panicking. So she's in this phone booth. And um, she's taking out all her shit because she's trying to call somebody because she needs assistance because it's, it's a lot of fuckery and foolishness going on. And so we see the scene where uh, it's kind of face forward and we see kind of the background while she's in this phone booth. She's trying to call somebody. Oh, then we see the goddamn blob behind her on the goddamn phone booth. I was like, shit. <laughs> I, I really, really felt bad about this one. It was such a scene, though. It was such a scene because I think when you're looking at it, you're like, what could she have done? Because <laughs> she this, this phone booth was one that you could close up. So she's mm-hmm. encased in this glass yeah. door, pretty much, this glass closet. And the blob is in there. And she turned around and she sees the shit. And now the blob is enveloping itself in this whole case and she is just stuck in there and he fucking up the electricity the phone don't work she is in a glass coffin pretty much pretty much and like she's calling the sheriff's office and so she's like you know i'm calling for sheriff what what is his name um griffin something yellow Geller, yeah, Geller. I'm calling for Sheriff Geller, and the receptionist is like, "Oh yeah, he was headed down to the, the uh to the to the to the uh to the cafe to the restaurant." And then the next thing you know, you see Sheriff Geller is inside the blob, like the blob that ate damn Sheriff Geller. And I was like, "That's fucked up!" Like, how y'all kill this man? That was screen? him. That was him. That that body that's pressed against when she looks at like outside the the, the photo booth and oh, that body yeah. that's pressed up that's the sheriff who was that oh that's that, that was the yeah. sheriff he ate the fucking God. sheriff and so like God. she's in there and she's like screaming and shit and then the next day you know the fucking blob just busting on her ass like boom and it's like oh, it was crazy because it was that shot it was a beautiful shot because we're mm-hmm. seeing it from an like not really an aerial view, but a top view. I guess that could be an aerial view. Yeah. And she's screaming and the blob is going through the crevices and then it just explodes. Yes. And it's like, it, it just takes her and it just, it was a beautiful- like bust her ass open. Like, yes. it was great. Yes, we're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing like an explosion of blob, a person getting just enveloped in the blob, glass breaking, great scene, great scene. It was yeah. fucked up. Yeah, right, it, was, it was all the way fucked up like i i actually felt mm-hmm. bad for this one i was like damn friend like the way she bust out that window to fucking escape i was hoping she was gonna survive yeah but, you know the blob gotta be all fucking greedy and shit so so the next scene is a scene that makes me roll my fucking eyes 
I just, you know, I don't like when people just be nosy and just touching shit and just doing shit they ain't supposed to be fucking doing, especially in horror films. It just, it irritates my soul. This pastor, he just be like, he just be appearing everywhere. So the pastor is on the streets and the pastor sees some destruction. Like he's, it's like, oh, some foolishness and fuckery has happened on this street. He's seeing glass, he's seeing buildings broken into. So I guess he sees what is, um, was this the diner or was it just another business? He saw the blob. He didn't even see the business at first. Oh yeah, at first he, oh yeah, at first he saw the blob. First he saw the blob and dropped his fucking alcohol because the reverend was drinking. Drinking. So the bottle, the bottle that he drank, the drop was alcohol. He was drinking his ass off. Yeah, it was was like some wine or something. And then he saw that blob and he was like, holy shit. And then he saw the blob go into the sewer. So mm-hmm. then he went to the cafe and he was like, is anybody in here? Are you injured or anything like that? Goes into the cafe, you know, it's all bust open and shit, you know, go into the cafe and then he goes to the freezer. For and some at that point, at that, yeah, at that point, um, the two had left because mm-hmm. they were in that cooler. So mm-hmm. yeah, before, I think before we see uh pastor going there uh I guess they had waited it out and they're like well you know I think it's safe so they left so he goes in there and he's pretty much like what's going on and he sees this pink ice in the cooler so we as viewers like we know what that pink shit is so now we're we're starting to click things together like oh that's why it left it don't like cold because it solidifies it so what the fuck does he do let me put this pink ice in this glass jar that I just randomly have on my person right. and put it in there and keep it. It's like when people are like, we're going to the beach and um, we took this sand just to have it. <laughs> Stupid shit. I'm like, why is your ass taking pink ice? Like what, what in your brain is telling you that you need to take this? You know, people be nosy. How do you know you need to take this, sir? How do you know? You see, you just seen that big pink ass thing. You see destruction and you see pink ice. I wouldn't fuck with nothing pink if I was him, but whatever. Thank you. Like, I, I, just, saw, I just saw this pink ass shit fucking saunter its ass into a sewer system. And I'm going to go mm-hmm. pick up some motherfucking pink ice residue. Why? Why? And it looked like it was twinkling and glowing a little bit. It was iridescent a little bit. It's twinkling and glistening. (laughs) (laughs) We have pink ice. It don't twinkle and glisten. So the next thing. Hey guys, it's your favorite whore auntie, Miss B. Let's take a short break and listen to an ad from one of our sponsors before we continue on with the second half of 1988, The Blob. Stay tuned. We see a bunch of, um, we see some, a big light come and we see people in the forest and they on some fucking, they wearing like, what do you call those? Hazmat suits. They are white. Like white some, ass uh, hazmat suit. Some science shit is going on. Cause these ain't like the typical yellow ones. 
they white, they got fucking helmets, they got illuminated lights inside. Like, you they, know, it's a- They look like astronauts. Yeah, it's a heavy operation that's funding this because they had some nice shit. Do we see Flag and Meg meet with uh, those people? Yes, because they went to the sheriff's office looking for Deputy Briggs. And um, the receptionist told him he went out to um, that that grove where, the, the, where, mm-hmm. where they eventually bump into the military people at. And so that's why they were out there and then they ran into the people in those fancy suits. Mm-hmm. And then the guy started to tell them. And, oh, and uh, they also saw Brig out there as well. And so the guy started to tell them what the hell was going on. Yes, so we see this older black gentleman and he introduces himself as Dr. Meadows. And Dr. Meadows is played by the gentleman named John Seneca. He's passed away now, but um, John Seneca used to be in like all the uh, black films back in the day, <laughs> all the old timey black films. Like he, you know, he has a bit of a resume. So if you Google John Seneca and you see his picture, you'll be like, you've seen him in a movie. So he's pretty much telling them, um, they're microbe hunters and this is a government agency i guess they're telling him like what they've been experiencing and he's pretty much telling them he tells them a story in so many words in this story he's pretty much like germs or things have been like what's eradicated the earth before or eradicates different things so you know flag is like so you tell me it's the big ass germ and he's like well it's, it's big as fuck. Like, it's not like microscopic. It's big now. And so, you know, Flag and Meg is pretty much like, okay, well, you know, good luck on what you find. We out. And uh, Dr. Meadows is like, oh, no, but you're my patient. And he's like, we're good. And then they pull the guns on him. And it's pretty much like going to truck. You bitches is going to quarantine. <laughs> Get the fuck in the truck, bitches. Y'all got to go be quarantined with everybody else. Yes. So the next thing, we see this couple sitting out in the something like the woods making out. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Somebody done went to lookout point again. God damn it. It's about to go down again. And then they're making out. And then we see a character that happens. And then this the scene blows out and we're like, okay, this is something on a movie theater. And what's playing on the screen is like some kind of low budget Jason film. So, you know, in the Jason films, you know, people make out in the woods and Jason comes and kills them. And that's what's happening. So we're in the theater and we now see, this is where Kevin and Eddie's asses shouldn't have been. They just snuck out to see this goddamn movie. And uh, while they're watching it, they're annoyed because this piece of shit behind them is uh, with his girlfriend, and just being obnoxious, talking during the movie. And Kevin keeps being like, and then he's pretty much like, Shh, we trying to watch the movie. And uh, the dude's being rude, like, shut your punk ass up and turn around. Like, you know, one of the ushers comes by and then it, we can tell that this usher is Eddie's brother. You know, I guess he snuck them in because back in the day, they was really serious about that. You know, if you look younger than 17, your ass can't come up in here. So the next scene, we see the projector guy who is running the reel for the movie. He goes, yeah, so he goes to check out what happened. He goes in this vent and then the scene, like it cuts to another one. I guess the next one is like the theater manager. He goes up in the projector room and he noticed projector guy's not there. So I guess he's kind of searching to see where he is because maybe he just needed him for something. So I guess the room where the projector guy is, 
uh, manager walks in there and he look up at the ceiling and the blob got the projector guy fucked up in the ceiling. His face is contorted. Oh, the blob be fucking these people up. He got them up on the ceiling, dissolving them, but still stuck up there. And then after that, we can just only assume blob is like manager you come into well yeah he he starts to drop his little tentacles and shit and yeah. then he, some of his tentacles grab the manager and then yeah they they both fuck we're back in the theater dude behind kevin and eddie he keeps talking and kevin and eddie turn around pretty much like dude will you shut the fuck up and the dude was kind of on some make me type shit and before he could really talk shit the blob snatched his ass up out that seat and pulled him up, and then Kevin realizes this man is gone. Then he looks straight forward, and you see the blob coming out of shit. So, so we realize at this point how much the blob has grown because it's like if you're this far into the movie theater and Kevin is seeing the blob coming out of vents against the wall, and so it's got things that can go and snatch this man up and it's way back there. It's big. So the blobs are coming out everywhere, and it's causing just all kind of chaos and melee in the theater and people running around and shit. It, it was fucked up. Girl, and I'm a movie person. If that shit ever happened to me, oh my God. There's two things that I could not deal with. That happened in the movie theater. And I think about still to this day, uh, that Aurora shooter in the movie theater. Yeah. I Every time I go to the movie theater, I'd be like, where the goddamn exit? That's why I'd be like, where the exit at? Okay, they got one down there. They got one over there. They got one right there. All right, I know where the fuck to go. Where am I sitting? I can't sit in the middle. Where, <laughs> like, where mm-hmm. can I go? It's fucked up. But, you know, things happen in your life and you start imprinting in your brain, like, what can you do? Yeah. So oh, the, before, before the man got ate up by the blob, Flag and Meg were headed back to town. And they was in the truck. They was in a truck. And Brian was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to get my bike. I'm not going back to town. I don't trust these people and all this kind of shit. And Meg was like, I have to go back to town. My family's there. We have to like help these people and all this kind of shit. And so he manages to unlock the door. And he's like, if you smart, Why you're going to come true? with me, you know? Um, and she's like, you know, you go ahead and go because you bet you best at taking care of yourself anyway. And he was like, well, ain't nobody else ever signed up for the job. And so he jumped his ass out the truck and Meg closed the door. So she kept riding into town. He took and went back to go get his bike. And then the scene with the blob happened with Kevin and all of them. Um, and so after that, uh, they they get Meg back to town. Meg finds her family and they realize that Kevin is at the movie theater. So she heads to the movie theater. And, and when that's she finds when, her family, we have mm-hmm. to mention the CDC. That's what I'm calling them. They're like, they've got everyone kind of in one area. So you can tell they've gone into town and tried to just collect everybody. Because mm-hmm. they were all there. And while, you know, Meg was there, with, met her family. Eddie's mom was there. And you know, Meg's mom was like, I thought he was with you. And she like, shit, they don't want to snuck off at the movie with their bad asses. So, you know, Meg knew. And then, so she's like, I'm going to go find my brother. So she goes to the movie theater. And when she's going there, she's seeing it's just chaos. That mm-hmm. thing, everyone's coming out. You know, people are running. And it's just like with the sea of people, she's looking for brother and uh, Eddie. 
Mm-hmm. She eventually finds them. They they go out of another door. So the <laughs> Kevin and Eddie are stuck at a door trying to get out. And then she ultimately catches up with them and brings them out another door leading out to the alley. Um, so yeah, she she leads them out um to to the alley. Um, and then when they get in the alley, um, they come to a dead end. So they have to go into the well, what happens is his his ass gets caught in the door his jacket gets caught in the door uh her brother and so she gotta try to rip the jacket off the him jacket and, his mom was so adamant about him putting on yeah that had some damn zipper issue and then like she has to basically rip this jacket off him and when she finally rips it off him they run down the alley the, the blob gets out the door um kevin's friend is eddie Eddie's brother is looking out into the alley and seeing what's going on. And he sees them escape into the sewer um, before the blob can get them. But Mm -hmm. then when they go into the sewer, the blob puts those tentacles down those little holes in the manhole cover Mm -hmm. and like starts grabbing at Meg's hair and it starts singeing and burning and stuff so he's not able to like get a hold of her and so she drops down into the sewer um and then they have to like try to find their way back Mm -hmm. to the town hall through the sewer system (sighs) so after that um Brian gets back to the forest to the grove gets his bicycle get his motorcycle um and then he Not starts bicycle. the bicycle <laughs> yeah, sorry his his schwinn his 10 speed <laughs> you know and then um he gets his motorcycle and then he's listening to the scientists talk dr meadows, meadows. and all the other different scientists and he discovers that the blob is a man-made we have to get this thing um shit what what's what's the word uh contained contained thank you yeah in in that small town and if we happen to lose some people in that town that's okay you know it's something that i have to live with you ain't got to deal with it so you just shut the fuck up and do what i tell you to do um, yeah, he's pretty much like if we do this we we basically gonna be rock stars because like we're pretty much going uh be the leader of china and russia they ain't got this mm-hmm. type of shit like it's gonna be some some shit like we're gonna be well known and everybody else is like the way this thing is growing like Mm -hmm. they ain't gonna be no united states exactly Mm -hmm. and so he gets he gets busted brian gets busted because he found out um what they were talking about and he eventually like evades them and has to like drive off on his motorcycle and escape from them and they are like literally trying to shoot at this boy like and mm-hmm. the dr meadows is like oh he's contaminated and and he's infected and blah 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 and and uh they basically are like chasing this boy and shooting mm-hmm. at him um but he winds up escaping um and then we're back at and the, he clears the bridge the bridge where he fucked up earlier mm-hmm. when he's leaving them he clears it this yeah. time so that was you know kind of important scene like you yeah. can tell he's making strides so the next thing we get back in the uh, damn sewer mm-hmm. and meg's trying to you know get them out of there and she finds like something like a ladder and she's trying to get the kids up so she gets kevin up first and he's climbing up the shit and then tries to get eddie and then the blob i guess his tentacles under the water yoked them up <laughs> yoked them up quick <laughs> 
Because we don't see Eddie. Eddie in the water. So Meg's trying to um dope on she Eddie. She's fucking dive her ass in the goddamn water. You can't see shit in that nasty ass sewer water. What I was like, man. Right. That ain't your brother. Shit. You know, underwater. And then Eddie pops up. And Eddie fucked up, man. He looked like everybody else. You know what Eddie looked like when he popped up out of that water all dissolved? You remember when fucking Jason Voorhees in part one jumped out that water, the poor old girl? And that's exactly what Eddie looked like. Did he not? Eddie looked like <laughs> Kid Jason Voorhees. No, Eddie looked like Spike from Gremlins at the end of yeah. the film when his ass stuck his goddamn finger in that water fountain mm-hmm. and Gizmo put that light on him and he was looking all like skeletal mm-hmm. with the bubbles and shit. That's what he reminded me of. That, that also right there. And he also looked like Melted Dude from RoboCop into that slime. He, I mean, he, it was, and, and, and this is another cool thing about this movie because back in the day, the kids they were killing, and I think I had mentioned this kind of on uh, one of the Fear Street um, trilogies. We were killing kids that were like teenagers. So it's like, if you see people like Meg and her peers getting killed, it's like, it's not that bad. But once you start to see prepubescence or kids that are just entering puberty getting killed like violently, like you can infer that they get killed. But like when you see it, it's like, oh, y'all killing kids, kids. Okay. Y'all killing, killing. Mm-hmm. And and speaking speaking of the slime guy from RoboCop, you know that that guy was Deputy Briggs. Real? Oh, look how things come full circle. Yeah, that's the same damn guy. Oh my goodness! Cool. Okay. Um. Next scene. So so Kevin's friend Eddie gets eaten. Um. Meg is able to get her brother out, but she mm-hmm. can't get out the, the gate that he got out. So she tell him, get out, go to town hall. Um, three of the military men walk up and they start shooting at the blob. And I guess the blob attacks them. It's, it's enough mm-hmm. of a distraction to attack them. And then Meg splashes her ass back in the water and tries to find a different way out. So she goes up this little incline uh in in the in the sewer and the blob is starting to like follow her there once she gets to the top um brian flag happens to go by in his motorcycle so he's able he knows to go there because when the people when he was watching them they were saying something about the blob being in the aqueduct system Mm -hmm. so when he had heard that he was like okay, like the sewers, let me just go there. Like what? how he knew exactly she was there. I think somebody said it on like over the loudspeaker. I don't remember if it was Eddie's brother, mm-hmm. but but somebody said it over the speaker and that's how he knew they were down there. Okay, okay. So that's how he knows to meet her down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hopped on the bike and I guess he... Um, so they in the sewer and I guess he got confidence because he cleared that bridge and he's like, I'm going to ride this shit in the sewer tunnels, in the aqueduct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he and was, so he, they, they, they ran into a dead end and then mm-hmm. they had to go back in the other direction. And, mm-hmm. you know, by them going back in the other direction, they met up with the blob again. And so he was like, 
fuck that shit. I'm about to do some fucking awesome ass fucking bike riding again. And we're going to get past it. Yeah. And we're going to get past this goddamn blob. And so that shit worked because he looked like he had them fucking almost turned their ass upside down in the goddamn mm-hmm. sewer, but he got past and then he wrecked his bike again. You know, he, he got two beside himself. I was just like, you know, when, right. they, when it came to the dead end, he even swerved the bike a little bit, kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. A little almost fucking 180 turn. And uh, he, he got too excited because they cleared it. <laughs> he was doing the most. He was doing the like, most with that damn bike. Calm down, sir. You had like, a moment. You need right. <laughs> you, you just fixed your motorbike, sir. Now you, you about yeah. to fuck it all up. And that's what mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. And so while they're down there with the bike fucked up, they're making their way and they see one of the guys, one of the CDC people down there. And you, you can tell he's injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian is like kind of roughing him up. Like, how the fuck we get out here? What's the plan? Blah, blah, blah. And Meg's like, he's hurt. Like, chill. Um, they find a, they find a sewer way. This part was fucked up. They find a sewer. They climb that shit. They open it. And they're met there looking up and it's fucking Dr. Meadows and people. And it's like, he could have let their asses out. But Dr. Meadows is a son of a bitch. You know, at first, he seemed like a nice guy telling him the story, like he was going to take care of him. But we find out, you know, when Brian was spying on him, he full of shit. And, um, so he's then like, close. <laughs> close it. Shut it. Seal it. I was just like, what kind of evil shit is this? You could let them out, but I'm sure he was like, they're going to blow his cover. But so, you know, it's like Meg and Brian look like they seen the stars and then seal it. So now they're just stuck under there and it's fucked up. So while they're under there, uh, he sees that the guy, the CDC guy who's under the, so Dr. Meadows don't even care about his team because one of his team members was down there. He was still like, seal that shit because we need to contain it. And uh, so the guy has something on him that looks like bomb, like some kind of C4 shit that they care. I guess, you know, they got emergency. It looked like, like it almost, it almost looked like a rocket launcher almost. Yeah. Yeah. So he sees it and he's, um, he takes that shit and um, we don't know how he activated, but uh, an explosion happens. (laughs) And um, so that's how uh, flag and Meg end up, he, he just blows that shit off. So he gets up out there um, and Flag ends up getting uh, one of the guns from, I don't know if the gun was on the ground because an explosion happened. So he gets a gun, Meadows has a gun. Meadows is pretty much like, he's contaminated, get him. And then he's even telling him, shoot him. And um, they're pretty much at a standoff. So now you got, you got Griggs out there, everyone. Briggs, goddamn, I keep calling him Griggs. And uh uh flag is pretty much like pretty much spread, spilling his tea. Like, you know, you're not here to like help us and what whatever you're doing, X, Y, and Z. That happens. So the standoff, what happens after the standoff? Oh, so what happens is um they do the standoff and 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 uh Brian is like trying to convince Briggs that these people ain't here for no fucking good. And then the black doctor, Dr. Meadows, grabs the gun from his uh military person and the blob 
come his ass out the sewer and grab Dr. Meadows and drag him into the sewer and basically get all up in that suit and fucking oppress his ass and fucking eat him and drag him down into the sewer with him. Go ahead and speak on the next part because I know you like this part. Oh my God, I fucking hate this part. So (laughs) after after the blob eats Dr. Meadows, drags him down into the sewer, you have this one white guy. He probably had a name. I don't fucking know it. All I know is he looked like a real smug ass white person. And he walks over to the damn manhole cover and he's like, let's scrag this motherfucker down there, blah, blah, blah. And you know, a whole group of white people get together and they start shooting at the goddamn <laughs> manhole cover and shooting it to the to the goddamn sewer like they're actually fucking doing something and i'm like y'all ain't y'all ain't doing shit what are y'all shooting at do y'all even see what y'all shooting at y'all just shooting y'all asses down into a goddamn sewer but y'all think y'all doing something okay then he takes like a grenade or a charge or some shit some short fuse uh explosives and then he light that shit up he throw it down into the sewer and then that's it and then afterwards like he feeling all proud and shit you know thinking they destroy some shit and then all the fucking ground starts to like rumble and vibrate and shit (laughs) And fucking Brian said my favorite fucking quote in that damn movie. He's like, I think you pissed it off. And so like they get ready to leave because they like, I, I, I this, this shit ain't good. And then the next thing you know, the fucking blob just boom explodes out of the street like fuck the manhole cover i'm gonna blow a hole in the street and come out of it and it's fucking huge Mm -hmm. and the guy that was doing all the shooting into the goddamn manhole cover and throwing the fuses down there i don't know how he fell but he wind up falling on his back and so the blob, it's like this, it looked like a huge ass tongue. Like that's how big it looked. Or and was it's, it a tentacle or made it like a it probably what? had turned itself into a big ass tentacle, but mm-hmm. it started to fall on the guy. And the mm-hmm. guy, I guess he like pulled some explosives or whatever to kind of like blow himself and the blob up. And that shit ain't work. This shit went off <laughs> like sparklers inside the blob, and the blob was just like, fuck you, nigga. Move, I'm just being right. <laughs> but it's like, like your, your, your goddamn explosives ain't do shit. Like he basically had like, it basically was like eating pop rocks probably. Like that's yeah. that's how it looked. And it had mm-hmm. all the little explosive stuff going on. And then the blob just start fucking chasing everybody. Like mm-hmm. going toward all the people which are located at like town hall. Um, And so it's like, it's chasing everybody. Um, there's a guy who has a flamethrower. One of the military guys has a flamethrower. And then our favorite stupid ass goddamn reverend is standing out there watching, like, wow, look at this. this Where is- the fuck he come? Like, I'm so sick of him just popping up. Exactly. And, and just fucking standing there, nigga. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? Go go in the town hall, go somewhere safe, go do something. He well, just standing know, there. Well, you know, I guess after he's seen the blob and him being just this weird kooky ass reverend and then seeing the pink eyes, it's almost like it's an obsession. Like he's enamored with this creature. Yeah, like he basically was like, this was all prophesied and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what part of the Bible did you read, sir? 
or, or what do you even interpret? What does your prophecy even mean? What are you interpreting? Right. What, are you, what are you talking about? Who, who mentioned this in the Bible? What book was that in? Paul, Mark, those, Matthew? Girl, those pages in the Bible were stuck together because <laughs> I... Paul, I Paul Mark, Matthew, Leviticus, it wasn't in Revelations, not in no Revelations I done read, had mm-hmm. a blob in it. You know, was was this the King James version or the LeBron James version? I need to know which fucking part you was James talking Brown about. James Brown version, right? <laughs> so he's standing out there looking at the shit in the blob. Um, just he gets pissed off at the military man with the flamethrower, so he sticks a tentacle into the goddamn flame floor nozzle, and it explodes, and like fire just starts shooting all over the place, and it winds up burning the reverend and that's what his nosy ass gets right like go go some fucking way you know if your ass wasn't out in these streets doing bullshit you wouldn't have got set on fire was you that need to be at the town too? hall laying hands on people praying but he's such a kook i probably wouldn't want him to touch me nah he he looked like a creepy ass somebody i don't want him to pray over me i i'd rather <laughs> go deal with lucifer um but oh he gets he gets set on fire and then meg grabs the only fire extinguisher extinguisher that's on the street why is this fire extinguisher on the street we don't it's a random know. it's just random it's the only the, fucking one the, the so, only the only kind of explanation I can give for this random ass fire extinguisher being on the street was there was an explosion. So things and debris, they just move about. I don't know. But, Maybe but, one of them. Trucks. But it was it was right there, though. It was right there. Girl, it could have rolled <laughs> near her when shit was happening. She, she found this random ass goddamn fire extinguisher right by her on the street. And she helped put the reverend out. And then while she was putting the reverend out, um, I guess, you know, she probably sprayed a little bit to where the, the blob felt it and was like, oh, shit, that's cold, nigga. Because and then, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. the way to, you know, hurt a blob is to use a fire. Ext- like, what the fuck? You, girl, she was just panicking. Like yeah. I said earlier, it's like when people in these dumbass horror movies fall and they're trying to throw shit, they will throw whatever is in arm's reach. It could be a remote control, the cell phone, it could be a Jolly Rancher. It's yeah, just like I think it could be a, a waffle, whatever. They just gonna throw it. That was a panic extinguishing. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what happened. She panic extinguished the blob. And Let then she remembered thing. that cold hurts the blob. And so she started getting everybody to go back into the town hall and the blob starting to run to the town hall. And then she'll run with the extinguisher and then she'll turn around and blow the little fire extinguisher and then she'll keep on running. So she kept on doing this little pattern until they uh-huh. got into the town hall. So then they get into the town hall and she tells people, you know, the thing doesn't like cold, so we need to find fire extinguishers and blah, blah, blah. And in the meantime, Briggs, it, yeah, Briggs is trying to like help barricade some of the places up in the church and all this kind of stuff well Briggs winds up getting his ass eaten by the blob like literally fucking put it like smashed in half like backwards Mm -hmm. like and and eaten by the blob and so the blob basically starts to basically eat this place like and I'm just I'm just gonna eat all of it I'm gonna eat the building I'm gonna eat the people (laughs) 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a eat the 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 seats i'm a, i'm just gonna fucking eat everything because i'm imagine, like your town city hall just being covered it, it almost reminded me of um ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. you remember when that goo that uh, was covering um what was his name in that damn uh portrait and it was uh, covering, yeah it was covering that building that's what the blob was on like fuck it i'll eat all of y'all I, I don't care. We can do this the hard way or the easy way, but the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Yeah, you know, you won't get it. You you gonna get it. But so so the blob like basically eats like half of the building and Briggs, and then Brian winds up showing up. He goes to the garage, the town garage, and he go gets the snowmaker truck. That's this is what friend. you have to explain to the people because remember I had asked you. I was like. How the fuck did he know to go get that truck? Like, it was so random. So, in the beginning of the film, when Brian wrecked his motorcycle trying to do that jump that he wasn't successful at, he went and saw the guy at the town garage. And the guy at the town garage, he's a black guy, I don't remember his name, but he tells him that he made a snowmaker machine. You know, like it's, we know it's hot and blah, 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 you know, whatever, but I made this snowmaker truck and is, you know, we can make this snowmaker machine and all this kind of stuff. So that's where he remembered there was a snowmaker machine in the town garage. So this whole time, that the blob was like eating the town hall and chasing people. Brian was off. He had them went to the town garage and got that snowmaker truck because it has liquid nitrogen attached to it in order to make snow. Um, and so as he's getting to the town hall and you know, the blob is about to eat Meg and her family and all that kind of shit. He shoots um, some of the liquid nitrogen at the thing um, and makes it mad. And then he decides to run up on the damn blob with this truck. And the, the, the blob basically like knocks this bitch over. Like, you know, how you, <laughs> why are you running up on me like this, son? Don't, don't I'll, do that. I'll knock all this shit over. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna knock all this shit. Why is you running up on me like this? You don't do that. You know, West Side blob, you know, whatever. <laughs> And so, and so he, um, he starts to like go towards Brian because Brian is stuck in this truck now and he can't get away because the, the, um, the seatbelt is stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's stuck in the truck and he's starting to like, you know, climb all up on the truck. The blob is like, fuck this truck nigga and fuck you. And I'm going to eat all this shit. Um, and so Meg, runs her ass out of the goddamn town hall and like lures it away she winds up finding this gun um and she shoots at it and she's like you know yeah. you come over here you son of a bitch and you know, you I know mean, how to- like when did meg become sarah connor thank you <laughs> this bitch turned into Linda, Linda hamilton in terminator 2 <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you know, um, and then like she, I guess she finds, um, this explosive charge on like on one of these, you know, these soldiers that been bit by the blob and he's like melting and shit. And so she rips the damn explosive charge on him. And then she goes, um, to the snow truck and, uh, she puts the, the charge on the, um, the truck so it can explode so brian mm-hmm. brian has gotten away because she distracted the blob so brian was able to get out the truck um and so when she tries to like 
dive off the truck after she set the charge, her foot gets stuck. And so she's just dangling off the side of this goddamn car. And I was like, see, that's why you don't play hero. You don't do shit like that because, you know, shit can happen like this. And then you get ate up by a fucking blob. But she trying to get clear and she just hanging and she snagged her shit and trapped her. Um, Brian winds up running over to free her. And so finally, when she gets free and they get away, um, the blob is about to eat them and it crawls on the truck. And that's when the charge goes off and it blows up the liquid nitrogen um, canisters. And then you see all of this like coldness. And then the so next like, thing you no. know, yeah. And then the next thing you know, you see all of these different pieces, like the blob has been crystallized um, due to the liquid nitrogen. So it's just like in a big ass fucking mass of crystallized pieces. So, you know, they done save the town and everything. Um, and then somebody's like, okay, now we have to hurry up and get this to the ice house. Um, until the military can come and take it away. Uh-huh. And so that's the end of the blob. And then you next thing you know, you have this scene that takes place like some years later. Um, it looks like a really far off place. And it has like a church tent. It looked like a circus tent, but it's, it's apparently a church tent because you hear somebody doing some, you know, preaching and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then it's, it's in the middle of this field. It really looks kind of like creepy Slavey. and sad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but it's the reverend. It's the, it's the reverend Meeker, the one who got burnt up and shit. And he's all disfigured because of his burns. And I don't know, he might be a little bit crazy. I don't know. I mean, I think he was crazy to begin with, but you know, the alcohol might've been playing a part in that, Mm -hmm. but he's preaching like this whole doomsday scenario about, you know, um, it's like he had a little cult almost. Yeah. And, and they are just like, woo. And when is the rapture coming? And you know, all this kind of shit or whatever. So he finishes preaching and all this kind of shit. And he goes into his little back area um, and so this old ass black lady comes, walked up to him and she's like, well, when reverend? And he's like, what the fuck you doing back here, bitch? I mean, <laughs> how, how can I help you? What, what do you want? And she was like, <laughs> she, she was like, when, when is the day of reckoning, you know, reverend, when is it going to happen? And so he was like, soon, madam, soon. And the Lord will send me a sign. And then he raised up the little glass that he had with the frozen crystal parts of the blob. And you can see that the blob is alive and that he still kept this goddamn blob with the jaw in it and it stalled out. And so I guess when he started feeling really crazy and, you know, God might be talking to him, he going to release this blob for the reckoning at some point. And then it's it goes always, off. It's always some people just touching some shit. Like, you know what? You could have let that piece be with it and crystallize. But yeah, because that shit would have still been in that freezer. Like, stop, stop touching shit. Stop. Yeah. Stop. And that's where the movie ends, girl. This movie still to this day is still good. I, I still love it. it. It still creeps me out. I I I don't want to be eaten by a gelatinous Pepto-Bismol 
um, mask. Yeah. Um, but it, it it looks like some nasty ass shit, and it looks like some shit that could really happen because you know the government be doing stupid ass shit that could possibly endanger every fucking body on girl, this goddamn like, earth. You girl, know. if Corona grew, that's it. Yeah. What old boy be saying? Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. <laughs> Yes, y'all, we got to wear our mask or that's what we're going to be dealing with. If the Delta variant can grow, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Delta variant can grow into something fucking real, like tangible, some fucking shit we can actually touch. Because Mr. Meadows said that ain't nothing but a big ass germ. It's a germ that grew. It's crazy. Um, mm. But yeah, I love this movie. If this was in theaters right now, I'm definitely giving it five stars. I would go see this shit, sneak all my snacks, a whole meal, everything. It's good. It's still I, good to this day. I like it. I, I don't know if I would give it a five, um, but I definitely would give it a four. I would absolutely go see it at the regular price. Like I, I, I still enjoy this film. Like 1988, mm-hmm. be damned. I still enjoy mm-hmm. this film. I still enjoy this blob as this huge ass threat to this city i i still like the fact that it's our fault that we did it um because we always fucking up some shit um like it it just it just looks like a, a nightmare you know like a nightmare that like you just can't get away from um mm-hmm. and, and, it's and could just, you imagine in 1988 the way i mean because we've lived long enough to see cinematic changes but I, I bet the people who went to the theater to see this they was probably like wow you know like currently present day you can see where there's some of the effects especially the makeup as far as the kill scenes excellent and then you see some scenes that were you know it's 1988 so we have to give right. it grace like the scene where um the blob was all over um that nitrogen tuck i mean that shit like a tonka toy and yeah like and the, or there were some scenes where it's like it looked really old timey like it was just strange like it looked like I don't know how to describe it but it's like you give it grace but I'm sure yeah. when people were looking at it in 88 it was good it was and good. this is another movie because we we had a conversation about remakes that are better than original yes I've never seen the old 50s blob but stills and like little video clips I've seen of it I never wanted to see it and I'm right. sure this one is better than it I've never heard anyone say the other one was better than this I've, I've watched it before and I don't even remember that much about it. Like it wasn't that memorable, but this one, this one creeped me out. Because um, the monster even looks different. Like this monster had texture. Like the other one looked like just like some gel like blob, but this one, it had, it looked like, you know what it looked like? Did you used to watch the Ninja Turtles back in the day? The, yes. the cartoon? Yes. You know that one thing that was on Shredder's team and it had a man body and it had a little brain that would control the body? Yes. It, it, it had texture. It looked like a brain. It looked like not just, it looked tough. There were moments it looked tough. There were moments it looked like it could flow. It was just, I mean, especially as it grew, we started to see the texture of the monster just transform. So I think yeah. his name was Crane, right? Wasn't it Crane? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I really, I really enjoyed 
this film mm-hmm. I, and, and not a, like I'm looking at it today I'm like oh my god Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith look so young you know? they do like, and Shawnee Smith would you consider her a scream queen I think I would you know along mm-hmm. with the blob and then of course Saw you know yeah. her and her performance in the Saw series absolutely I, mm-hmm. I definitely would consider her as as a, a screen a screen queen okay well, girl, I think we've gotten everything we need to get out this movie. Any thoughts or any last minute anything? No, I I just it you know what what like really creeped me out, at least when I was younger, what really creeped me out about it was the damn reverend. Like, bruh, why would you yeah. want to sick this on people? What's wrong with you? Like you've you've seen, you've witnessed the damage that this thing has done and Uh now you're like oh because you know I still have some pieces left I must be the herald of the next you know mass extermination of people because God said so you know don't the Bible talk about false prophets shit yeah yeah um well I don't have any more marks um so just um please make sure to check this out share this with your friends. Um, we have our Facebook pages. We have our Instagram pages. Uh, we're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just check us out, reach out to us. And um, we just can't wait to put out the next one because the next ones are going to be some of the new stuff. You know, we were a little indisposed. What are, um, what are, what are we putting out soon? Let, let's let these folks know what what, what they should be expecting a little bit soon. Uh, definitely uh, Candyman and Malignant. Yeah, Candyman and Malignant. And yes. then soon we'll, we'll dip back into like um, a classic bag. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually excited about those two movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be all publishing right. those real soon. Mm-hmm. I know you always have a word. You know, I usually do. But I, I don't think I have one. I have a word we can close off on. Uh-huh. Mind your business and stop touching shit. Yes. I'm not saying the blob wouldn't have came out of that rock, but if that man wasn't poking it with a stick, this wouldn't have been the callus of what happened. Right. So just remember that, people. Mind your Mind business. Mind your fucking shit. business. Don't touch shit. Don't ask shit. Stop. Stop. What what you say, Aquia? Mind the business that, that pays you. you. Yes. The blob didn't pay for shit. He paid he, you dust. You, he paid yeah. You dust. So so stop it. Take t- this is the lesson from today's. Me- All right, and um, that's gonna end the episode, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we will be with you again soon with some more great commentary on some of these newer movies all right everybody we'll see y'all soon good night goodbye